Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Bitcoin Aid Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to give you an introduction to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in roughly 10-minute chunks that can fit your busy day. In the first season of this podcast, we will solely focus on Bitcoin as it serves as the gateway drug for the entire crypto space. If you understand the fundamentals of Bitcoin, I think that should give you enough information to be able to understand the entire space. So before we get started, all opinions reflected in this podcast are solely my opinions and you should not treat any of the opinions expressed by me as specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of my opinion. This podcast is for information purposes only. All right, so what is Bitcoin, which is the topic of today's episode? Honestly, answering this question is just as complicated as defining money itself. But there's always a simple way to explain things. So let's get into it. In simple terms, what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is the world's first widely adopted cryptocurrency. It was created in 2008 in the height of the financial crisis by Satoshi Nakamoto, whose identity remains to be a mystery to this day. It is a digital money that allows for a secure peer-to-peer transactions over the internet. Any two parties can transmit the payment to each other without having to depend on a bank or a government entity. All you need is just an internet connection. Bitcoin is made possible by the blockchain technology, which is very similar to what we bank's ledger, for example. Blockchain essentially is a decentralized ledger, which means no company, country, or third party can control it. And anyone can become part of the Bitcoin network. Think of blockchains as blocks that are actually chained together to form a decentralized database. Bitcoin is often referred to as digital gold because it has a store of value features, meaning that its value is stable and, in, and subject to appreciation. In the US, the IRS, the Internal Revenue Services, classifies Bitcoin as an asset, meaning that you must report gains and losses when you get rid of the asset. The Office of Controller of the Currency, the OCC, has allowed federally chartered banks to use cryptocurrencies, which also includes Bitcoin. So let's talk a little bit more about how the actual coin itself is created. Just like physical gold, Bitcoin is also mined. So how is it mined? It's it's basically mined using uh, by very sophisticated computers that solve an extremely complex computation math problem. The process of mining a coin is very costly and requires a lot of electricity. The miner receives a reward for completing completing blocks of verified transactions, which are then added to the blockchain for the consumer to buy. To mine a Bitcoin, you basically need a GPU, a graphics processing unit, uh, which mainly used in today's world in a lot of um, computers uh, that supports video games or Uh, You can also mine Bitcoin using an application-specific integrated circuit. It's also referred to as ASIC to set up a mining rig. 
A miner should not be confused with a verifier node. A verifier node is still a computer that supports the network and its functions uh, on the network. Contrary to mining regs, it basically uses a lot less computational power. So what makes Bitcoin an asset? Well, first of all, Bitcoin is not just an asset. It's a network and a protocol. So let's go ahead and dissect that a little bit. First of all, what makes Bitcoin an asset? Well, Bitcoin is the world's first global self-settled real-time clearing bearing instrument. It's easily transferable, decentralized, fungible, verifiable, scarce, divisible, secure, deflationary, transparent, and to everyone that is running a node. It's a perfected monetary asset, basically, of the human race. It's digital gold without the defects of gold. You don't have to buy a single Bitcoin. You can just buy fractions of it. One Bitcoin equals 100 million Satoshis or SATs. So let's talk about the network aspect of it. Bitcoin is also a global network. It's open, so anyone can run a node on the network, which empowers millions and billions of people around the world to be part of the network. The network itself is continuously being upgraded, both at the software layer and the hardware layer. Individuals, companies, and even countries are adapting that technology. It is also a protocol, which is probably the most important element of Bitcoin. The protocol itself, and you can read a little bit more about this in the Satoshi Nakamoto uh, white paper that was published in 2008, but this protocol really allows for synchronizing the financial application with a high degree of integrity and it's transparent so anyone can verify it and actually check on that information. There's also something that we need to talk about when it comes to Bitcoin, the Bitcoin supply. So how does that work? Well, Bitcoin, is uh, its supply is capped at 21 million coins, meaning that we will not have uh, any more coins mined after we reach that cap. And Ever since we started the mining process of Bitcoin, after every 210,000 blocks mined or roughly every four years, the entire supply uh, basically is getting cut in a half. Um, it, it cuts in a half and, and that basically limits the amount of Bitcoins that are being released into circulation. So yeah, that's a little bit about Bitcoin. Uh, I hope you found this helpful and uh, definitely stay tuned for more information and more content. And we'll try to focus on getting you the latest and greatest information there. Um, and before we conclude this podcast, I want to leave you with just a quick fun fact here uh, about the Genesis block. So the Genesis block was the uh, first uh, basically block on the entire um, blockchain database or the, basically the ledger of Bitcoin. Uh, and in it, Satoshi Nakamoto 
uh, the founder essentially of Bitcoin uh, left a hidden uh, sort of Easter egg message there. Uh, and the message uh, reads as following, as follows. Uh, the Times, January 3rd, 2009, Chancellor on brink of a second bailout for banks. And on that note, thank you all very much. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for more content.